The recent federal budget has seen the government maintain a focus on the Close the Gap strategy, as well as commitments to boost Indigenous housing and business. In response to the coronavirus pandemic, the government has allocated support funding to help cover the cost of implementing travel restrictions to remote communities. The government has also reaffirmed its commitment to funding the Indigenous Advancement Strategy, despite critics questioning its effectiveness and processes. Lyndon Coombs is Professor of Indigenous Policy at the Jumbana Institute at the University of Technology, Sydney. Lyndon, thanks for joining us. No worries. What was your first impression of the budget? It seemed fairly predictable to me. I think if you take out the impact of COVID and obviously there's a big hole that needed to be filled there, but this was very much a traditional coalition budget to me. Business incentives and tax cuts that benefit higher income earners over lower income earners. And in my view, not enough investment for some longer term issues, both within Indigenous affairs and other areas like the environment. Just before we dig a bit deeper into what the budget does and doesn't have for Indigenous people, you do work in the university sector. The government's job-ready university reforms will dramatically increase the cost of courses in the social sciences, a consistently popular discipline amongst our Indigenous students. What impact do you see this having on higher education participation rates? It's going to have a significant impact. Those courses are very much a gateway for a number of students and particularly for Indigenous students. And what we find is that students who come through those courses often go on to do other things. I think this is one of a number of issues within the budget where ideology probably overcame basic impact and benefit for the community. It's another one of those short-term things that I think has been characteristic of governments generally over the last decade and probably longer, where we're not really investing in those things that are going to mean the most in the long term, things like social housing, Indigenous health, and these impacts in terms of the university sector will have a whole range of impacts and I think that we've seen with COVID and the impacts of that, where we will find our solutions and our advantages in terms of economy will be from the university sector. I think we should have a particular reliance on that sector and these cuts will not help that. So, Lyndon, what are the highlights in the budget for Indigenous people? Yeah, so as part of sort of having a read over some documents, I sort of saw the media from last year and it was pretty similar. Um, There's always seems to be record spending, but no outcomes that would show that that money is being spent in an appropriate way. So $5.4 billion for the Indigenous Advancement Strategy. There's a lot of work to be done around where that money is going. Lots of other interesting things. Home ownership, I thought was a a particularly good one. Some money for impacts around COVID and money to the Productivity Commission to oversee the closing the gap arrangement. So I think that's particularly useful to start looking at accountability with this money, but a lot more to be done with it. 
some other parts of the budget, including almost $40 million for the Clontarf Foundation, which is not Indigenous-led, has not been received well by Indigenous people. And again, there are some questions over the outcomes that come from Clontarf. And so while we can roll through some millions here and some billions there, I don't feel like we're really getting the best bang for the buck, and I don't think anyone really does. We've had perennial issues with the Indigenous Advancement Strategy since it came in under the original Minister, Nigel Scullion, who was handing out money to industry groups to actually oppose Aboriginal rights. So there's a lot of questions, I think, to be asked. And if we're going to highlight $5.4 billion under that strategy, then we should be very careful about the accountability and the value that it actually delivers for Indigenous people. I was going to ask you if these are effective strategies, but it's pretty clear from what you're saying that you think things could be done better. What are some of the things that should be being invested in? There is a little bit of money there for regional and remote decision-making, and governments have now sort of been putting forward at least the rhetoric of Indigenous-owned and led solutions. So I think that's a good thing, along with the accountability for where that money goes, I think are good steps. Indigenous river ranger groups, the ranger program, I think, is one of the successes of this government. In recent times, it's a great program and they should be congratulated on that. While there is a significant amount of money to Indigenous health, we're all aware of the poor outcomes that our people have in that area. And there was some criticism for the government with around $16 million going to specific programs on top of the larger spend on Indigenous health. But again, when you look at the disparity in health outcomes, that investment falls short. So, Lyndon, overall, who are the winners and losers in this year's budget? Yeah, as I said, I... I saw this as a fairly, if not predictable, traditional coalition budget. So businesses, again, will be getting most of the benefit. Those on higher incomes will get a greater benefit in terms of tax cuts. And again, the most vulnerable seem to be getting left further behind. So Indigenous people, women, I note that childcare was a significant issue, a big point of difference between Labor's response and that of the coalition. So that that's generally been my concern, along with public wealth being increasingly privatised. Another issue within the budget was the basics card being made a, a permanent feature for a number of communities. And that has significant administration costs, as well as significant social and economic costs for the people who are subject to that. And we're not getting a very clear view in terms of what benefit there is from that. And again, accountability on how that money is spent and if that money could be spent in a better way. One of the things we know is that there's a $10,000 administration fee for each person on that card. And that's just taxpayer money going into private hands. So those sorts of things, I think, need a lot more accountability and a a lot more examination. Overall, given the economic challenges we're now facing, is focus on business the right strategy for an economic recovery? 
to an extent, I think that, again, this is appears to me to be predicated on trickle-down economics, which we know does not work. The idea that if we look after businesses, they will give people jobs is, I think, correct to a certain extent, but we need people who are doing it tough to be given more money to spend on those businesses, uh, particularly small businesses, and we know that people who who get that extra income are more inclined those on lower incomes are more inclined to spend that money rather than, than save it or, or allocate it to other things which may not help the economy in terms of where we are in that cycle. So I do, I do despair that this budget will overall contribute to a greater gap between the haves and the have-nots. These are really unprecedented and quite challenging economic times. Are Labor offering an alternative they are ish. There, there are some issues such as childcare and public housing, where I think Labor are offering something better. Also, in terms of energy and the environment, but it's not significantly different. Uh, so, I do think there is a bit more there for those on lower incomes from a Labor response. But I see that. Um, Anthony Albanese was asked whether a Labor government would reverse those fee changes for university degrees and he said he didn't have a response to that and I thought that was, you know, a free kick. That's a real point of difference for me or should be a real point of difference between the ALP and the coalition and the opposition leader was prevaricating on it. So I think it's a little bit different but you know, the ALP aren't going to oppose tax cuts and business incentives. So a little bit of difference, but not a lot. Well, Lyndon, thank you so much for being with us this evening and helping us wade through the budget from an Indigenous perspective. No worries. Thanks for having me. Lyndon Coombs is Professor of Indigenous Policy at the Jumbana Institute at the University of Technology, Sydney.